Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for, for music, music teachers. teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this episode, we're talking about seven different reasons why I don't think you should expand your music teaching business. beautiful teachers and welcome to 2022. Oh my gosh, we made it. It's another year, another wonderful year in our studio. And we've decided to start off this year by talking about business expansion. So all this January, if you're listening as soon as these episodes go out, we're talking about business expansion and we've lots of wonderful content lined up to help you expand your business. Whatever that means to you, and if that's something you're interested in doing. However, I wanted to kick this month off and this whole year off by giving you seven reasons I don't think you should expand your music teaching business. Now, let's start by considering what I mean by expansion, because that could sound really big or could be could have many different interpretations, right? So by expanding our music teaching business, we might mean hiring other teachers and turning it into what most would call a music school, right? Or it could mean that you're growing your student numbers and you're going to expand your own hours. Or it could mean moving into group lessons and therefore expanding your student base, but not your own hours or at least your contact hours with students. Or it could mean various other different things. Maybe it's about the space you're teaching in and you're not going to change the student numbers, but you're going to expand your actual teaching space, your physical teaching environment. I hope we'll be able to unpack some of those different variations all this month long. But no matter what type of expansion you're considering, I wanted to put this post out first, mostly to send the message that it's okay if you don't want to expand. I feel like the world is so focused on bigger, 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 right? Especially our Western culture is everything has to get bigger all the time and you have to do all these extra things and hustle, hustle culture, right? And even if you're not within that, you can have these perceptions that your little music teaching studio of five students, 10 students, whatever it is from your living room doesn't count in some way, that it's not as valid as some large music school. And that's just not true. It might be better, it might be worse, I'm not here to judge that, because that's about your teaching and what you do for your students. That's a whole separate conversation. 
but the size of your studio does not make it more or less quality or more or less valid in my eyes, certainly, and I believe in the impact it can have on the world. So I wanted to give you seven different reasons you shouldn't expand so that if you're considering this, you can step back and really consider it. I'm not actually trying to dissuade you from expanding. I think it's wonderful if you're a creative teacher who's invested in their professional development, listening to this podcast and all the things that go along with that. I think it's awesome that you want to expand because I think there should be more students who get to experience this. But it's not the only route for everyone. And so if you're considering some kind of expansion, I want you to think about each of these seven things. And if you do want to move ahead with expanding your business, that you have an answer to these for yourself, that you've thought them through and that you know where the balance lies for you. So consideration number one is money. This may be the reason you want to expand, but I'm including it in my list not to expand. So why am I doing that? Because many of us don't fully consider going into a situation how much we want to make. And it's a difficult question to answer, and it can be tempting to say as much as possible, but we all know you wouldn't be in this profession if that were the case. So I'm going to guess that's not it. You don't want as much as possible. You don't want to maximize your earning potential entirely without considering other factors. So how much do you actually want to make to be able to live comfortably, to be able to have the life that you desire? It's a big question, but I want you to consider it. Because in some cases, if money is your primary reason for expanding, you might be going the wrong way about it. If you're only looking for, say, a 10% increase when it comes down to it, when you've really thought through what you need to live comfortably, at least for the next little while, and provide yourself with the luxuries that are important to you, right? But not the ones that you just buy by default. The ones that actually matter. Maybe it's only a 10% increase. Well, there might be other ways to achieve that. A combination of, say, a 5 or 7% fee increase, plus maybe an extra student or a reduction in expenses, might get you there. You might not need to take on all this expansion idea if money is the root of the reason you want to do it. I'm going to guess it's probably not, but in case it is, I wanted to put that out there. So consider your expenses, raising your rates and budgeting better within your studio before you consider expanding. And either way, no matter even if you want to raise by 100% and you know you need to expand to do that, either way, have a real number, a concrete number. I want to make this much and then I'll feel good about it. I'll feel successful financially, at least for the time being. Consideration number two is the other people. So if you want to expand your business, depending on what you mean by that, chances are it's going to involve some extra people. You're probably going to have to manage someone else. Now, maybe it's just going to be extra students. But if you're going for a traditional expansion, creating a music school with multiple teachers, it's going to mean managing other people. 
if you're currently self-employed, a sole trader, whatever you want to call it, a one man or woman show, then managing other people might be a whole new ball game for you, right? And skill. It's a different thing entirely. Have you ever heard of the Peter Principle? This is the idea that we're um, promoted to the point of incompetence. So you keep getting a promotion up and up and up the ranks of some corporate ladder until you're not great at your job. And that's when you don't get promoted because nobody is impressed with you anymore. So you end up managing people really poorly, but you got to that stage because you were good at doing the actual work, as we call it, the craft. If the thing you love is the teaching, stack and consider whether you want to manage other people. If you're going to add other teachers, that's going to mean management. And it's a whole other skill set and a whole other mind space to go into. So it's not to say you can't take on those skills. Everyone can learn almost everything in this life, I believe. And it's maybe something that didn't always come naturally to me, but I've learned these skills over time. So you can do it. But I will tell you, as an introvert, and I'm guessing, since many musicians I talk to are, so if that's you, really take the time to consider this. Because if you currently feel maxed out on your social interactions by your teaching time or other social engagements that you participate in, this is one more thing to add. So I want you to be careful not to out-extrovert yourself. Don't go so far that you're just burning yourself out and you're not an effective teacher anymore. This may mean taking off some of your teaching time so that you have that management time to spend with your other teachers or whatever. There's ways to manage it, but you need to factor that into your decision here. Consideration number three is that you'll have more admin work. Have you noticed a theme? It's more and more and more, right? More money, more admin work, more management. So more admin work is pretty much inevitable if you're going to expand in any way. If you're going to rent a commercial space instead of teaching from home, if you're going to um, hire other teachers and have admin to do with that, if you're going to have extra students, you can automate some things, you can create great systems, but you can do that now as a solo teacher. So there's no way to make it the same as you would have as a solo teacher with more students, with more teachers working under you or whatever the situation may be you are going to have more office work. It doesn't mean that you have to do it, but some can I afford to pay them that little bit extra? And I should factor that into my budgeting for this projection or whatever you're putting together for, for your business expansion. If you're not currently hiring someone else to do it, consider whether you could afford to do that or whether you quite like admin work. You put on your music, you get through it, and you don't mind expanding that. If that's the case, just consider where that time is going to come from. You're going to take on fewer students. Are you going to just work more? What's going to happen? Because that time is going to come from somewhere. No matter how efficient, there will be extra time. And if you need help putting together great systems for your business, then we have an awesome course for that inside Vibrant Music Teaching. It's called Smooth Studio Systems. Consideration number four has sort of 
uh, come up a few times as we were talking about the first three considerations, and that is time. If you are going to expand your business, at the very least, you're going to have to reallocate time. So you're going to have to take some time that you were spending teaching, doing office work, doing uh, your own compositions or playing gigs, and you're going to have to reallocate that to your business. Are you willing to do that? If not, do you have extra time in your week that you can spend working on your business? Because you're simply going to have to expand your hours if you're not willing to reallocate time or hire someone else for some of those tasks, which is just a form of reallocation, right? So if you're going to keep the same student load, consider where that time is going to come from. If you're not going to do either of those things, you don't have the scope to expand. There's no way to do it. There's nowhere for this stuff to go. So consider carefully what extra time this might take and where that will come from. Consideration number five is a quick note about tax and accountancy. This will depend so much on where you are and the system's your government has in place, etc, etc. But I want you to investigate what this will mean for you tax-wise and accountancy fees-wise. If this is going to push you up into the next tax bracket, is it going to be worth it? I'm not advocating anyone cheat out on any tax, by the way. I'm just saying consider the implications this has on your tax and on the accountancy fees you need to pay. If it's going to mean a different business structure, there are all sorts of costs involved in that. So make sure you're going into that uh, decision with your eyes open. Consideration number six, second last one, is your lesson location. Where are you going to teach these lessons from? If you're currently teaching from your home and you're going to be hiring other teachers, are you going to have to rent studio space? If that's the case, of course, you have all sorts of costs involved there. You have the rent, yes, but you also may have rates to pay or different bills to pay. Um, You may have a lawyer to pay when you're setting up the lease agreement, all these sorts of things. So it's a big consideration. It might be worth it. It might be exciting for you, but you need to think through all of the costs and talk to some professionals if you're not sure about everything that's involved. Another cost here that's kind of hidden is your commute. If you're going to rent a space and it's going to be not at the front of your house, (laughs) then there's going to be some sort of commute involved. So depending on how far that is, I want you to consider what this will cost you in time each week. Because time is our most valuable asset, right? So consider where this time is going to come from. If it's from your personal life, are you okay with that? If it means teaching less, are you okay with that? It will take you time to get over to the studio. And then finally, number seven, complexity. This is really summing up all the other ones, isn't it? They all add complexity, all these different factors. Now, expanding your business kind of has to increase the complexity. That doesn't have to be a negative thing, but do you want it? Maybe you do. Maybe you're like me. I don't like every form of complexity. I don't think any of us do. But the opposite 
in many cases with the decisions I make when I'm taking on all sorts of projects and having a couple of other teachers working for me here and everything else I've done and continue to do into the future, I do because it's what keeps things exciting for me. The opposite of this complexity in my life is the mundane. It's boredom. But simplicity can be beautiful too. There are many decisions where I've chosen to keep things simple on purpose, even though there was some exciting, cool-looking idea because it was actually just unnecessary complexity for my life and the simplicity was more valuable. So I come back full circle to why I recorded this episode as our first one of the new year. There is nothing wrong with simplicity. If you want to keep your studio simple, if you want to make it simpler still, you have my full support. If you want to expand your studio, I also think that's wonderful, and I hope all our content will help you in that. Your one thing this week is to consider one decision you're making for your studio at the moment. It can be anything from expansion to changing a policy or reducing your student load. Take a moment to look at the list of cons, the reasons you shouldn't do this. And then, when you've really considered all of these, if you're still excited, do it anyway. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of 2022. I hope you loved it and it gave you some food for thought. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts. So do let me know in the comments under the show notes for this episode or go visit the blog if you're not on it right now. And I will see you back here next week. Vibrant Music Teaching Membership costs less than the price of one lesson each month. That is totally worth it for all of the courses, games, resources, downloadables, printables that you can get access to as a member, as well as a fabulous community support you'll find inside. Go to vmt.ninja and become part of the revolution. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.